This week on EXM, Batman, not a role model. Blizzard says, no flight for you. A corporation sues another corporation, and in an unrelated incident, a corporation sues another corporation. Tyka Spindley quits smoking, for realsies this time. Terra's developers want you to know people seem to play Terra. Bo is still lost in the Nexus while Crofton continues to explore his criminal side, and we talk about the future of view-to-play games in the dialogue tree. All that and more coming up after 30 seconds of music stuff on EXM. The podcast that always has enough mana. You're now listening to the exclamation mark. Exclamation Mark Podcast, the podcast that always has enough mana. I am Crofton Steers, your affable host, here to spin you tales of video game glory. And with me, as always, is my co-host in this endeavor, the one, the only, the bowest of the Schwartzes, Bo Schwartz. <laughs> Hello, Cro- most Crofton of the Steers. How how is it, how are you doing today? And isn't it great being the best at something? It is. If there's one thing I'm the best at is it is having the name Crofton. I I have yet meet another Crofton. One time I thought I met another Crofton, but it turns out it was a company. Uh, <laughs> so it wasn't a person. That's an awkward uh, encounter. I would. Well, I would say. it was it was good because is this company called Crofton Moore? And they were like this architect company. And I always thought, like, I, I would walk around Montreal and I'd see these signs saying, another Crofton Moore building. And I'd be like, God damn that Crofton Moore. He's way more successful than I am. I hate him so much. Uh, yeah, he's but weighing it, in on your, your namespace. Yeah. People might meet me and be like, oh, Crofton, just like Crofton Moore, the famous architect. And uh, it turns out that... Uh, Actually, two guys, one with the last name Crofton and another with the last name Moore. So, uh, oh, their last names, yeah. Uh, So they can uh, see. I know that feeling because in Ottawa, where we live now, there is a beer known as Bo's Beer, and I'm fairly certain it's named for after a first name guy with Bo's Beer. And he's like, my name is unique enough that people are like, oh, but now they equivocate my name with the, are you the guy that works for the beer company here? And, you know, (laughs) I just want to be like, first of all, the beer is overrated. It's okay. Support local, whatever. And second of all, I'm way cooler than the guy who makes all that beer. I do a podcast about video games. Let's see him try and make a podcast about video games. There may be right. a lot of podcasts about video games, Bo, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the only one that has a host named Crofton and a host named Bo. You're damn straight. So see, we're number we're number one. And we do a few other things unique, like we're not going to be talking about The Witcher today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like every other show and news site is all full of like, which, which look... On which console or system does Witcher look better? Uh, yeah. PC or Xbox? 
New Please patch please. today, Witcher looks slightly prettier than it did yesterday. News at 11. Watch this unique way that the wind blows Geralt's Geralt of Reverius hair in this YouTube video. And it's like, oh God. It's, well, it looks amazing, but I mean, come on. This... It, I think that it, like when people are starved for AAA content, which is a bit what the situation is now, when, it, when a game like this hits, it hits like an atom bomb and literally everyone's playing it. It's the equivalent of like the the Avengers or something when it hits in the movie theater and everybody goes to see it at once. So I understand. And like, even I was really tempted, but there's a reason I haven't uh, indulged it yet in Witcherdom. Two reasons. Mostly I'm still a little tentative because I never finished Witcher one and two. And even though I enjoyed them, I'm not sure I want to lay down a huge whack of cash for a game, no matter how hyped it is. But secondly, I feel like, you know, Batman's coming out in a month. I'm going to want to play Batman day one. I know I am. And I also know I have a limited amount of time and there is no way I finish The Witcher by then. So I would drop The Witcher to play Batman and who knows if I'd ever go back. So I feel like it's a disservice to The Witcher for me to play it now when I don't have the time to play it. But I know I will play it. But will you play it? Um... You know, someone asked me that question this week. I can't remember what the conversation was about. But basically, I've purchased The Witcher 1 for like $5 on Steam. Played it for a few hours, dropped it. Purchased The Witcher 2, played it for a few hours, and dropped it. And I'm afraid that's what I'll do with 3. So, I'm waiting. going to wait till it's cheap. I'm going to wait till it's $5, and then I'll play it for a few hours, and then move on to something else. That's probably what's going to happen with me. I feel like that this will be the next big steam workshop type game like the next the next game that's like so grand theft grand theft auto 5 pc version is out right now and if you go on reddit for two seconds everybody's putting out these videos like i it, saw uh, someone with a machine gun that shoots out cars at high speed <laughs> really <yeah>. awesome <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me yeah. so so uh i think the witcher will be one of those it's supposed to be this big open world sandwalk sandbox really pc friendly so we'll see and then i think it'll be if it has legs like skyrim people are playing years later i think that you'll find yourself attracted to it at one point in your life it's true i still watch there's um there's a skyrim weekly video where this guy uh makes reviews of mods the game's been out forever now like three years four years 2011 i think yeah I, I still watch those videos to see what the latest mods are because it's of interest. So talk about keeping a game alive in the news cycle. Uh, you know, support a mod community. So maybe you're right. All right. So if we, we've we turned off all viewers that are like looking for some Witcher news and stuff, <laughs> we've alienated all of them. Uh, we can now move into the rest of the show. And what is that first segment that we like to do, Bo? It's a little segment called readme.txt. Readme.txt. Man, modems take a long time to connect to the internet. Whew. I heard one of those at my work the other day, what? and I was, yeah, I know, I was like, There's a the modem heck? at your work? <laughs> well, we lost power this morning, and then when the power came back, I heard sounds like that, and I was like, what is going on? But it turns out it was just somebody watching a video with a modem in it. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Um, all right, so top of the news this week, Arkham Knight has a trailer, and it's live action. Um, kind Have of... You 
I saw I mean, it. Yeah, yeah we you tweeted it, it out on the official EXM Podcast Twitter account at EXM Podcast. Oh yes, um, follow please. <laughs> you know, it kind of. Uh, I'm not a big fan of live action trailers, so I imagine there's a full video one of it, or is that the first we've seen for this game? Well, no, no, no. There's tons of video out there okay. of game. That's the first I've seen. Play. They made a creative choice about this trailer. They, yeah, they, they they chose to do this live action trailer. And I remember when Infamous Second Son came out, uh, Sony did some live action trailers for that. I don't know if it's a superhero thing and they want you to feel like all these superhero games are often sold on the idea of being the, that superhero. And the El- slogan for this is Elder- be the Batman. Elder you know? Scrolls Online did, a, I think, a live action one. Or no, Elder Scrolls itself, Skyrim, had a, it had a dude in the Skyrim clothes walk around. Well, you sometimes see them too for like mobile games that are now uh, advertising on TV. Like they'll be rendered at the very least. Sometimes they're they're um, like Kate Upton walking around with a bunch <laughs> Kate of people. Upton, oh god! But but it's live action. <laughs> it, it, in all the boobiness, it 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 sort of you lose track of the fact that it, it is a live action trailer for a little mobile game. But in those cases, it's a little more understandable because like mobile games don't have much you know whiz bang pow in terms of visuals so of course you're going to do that right but like for a game like arkham knight it it you could show some sweet gameplay footage and they're choosing not to yeah i guess so in a way it's sort of a seduction thing where you're teasing but you know there's that cool skeleton looking guy i couldn't identify as a villain that they showed in the trailer but uh yeah you know there's a new trailer and there's hype around it i thought it was a little I mean, okay, it's not the first gaming piece of whatever to be ir- to be accused of being irresponsible, but it was a little bit like when you're attacked by muggers, you should fight them. You know? Yeah, like, no, I, I I made that I made that uh, I was like, yeah, this is not not it's, it's uh, like a seri- cool. It's a series of scenes of people doing what you know your insurance company and your occupational health and safety committee would tell you not to do in those I, situations. I like playing Batman games and I like playing superhero games, but like nobody should want to be bat. Like you want to be Batman because, Oh, he's cool. But like really Batman is a psycho. Uh, yeah, he's got, he, He's not a role model by any. No, strength. you play him in video games because it's like it's awesome being Batman in theory, but in practice it would be horrible, you know. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, I'm still super, super stoked for the game. Uh, for the game, but this uh, this trailer has in no way made me more stoked. I'm of even stokedness. All right, and I'm about as stoked as I was previously. I just, you know, I just thought it was worth mentioning since we love sure. Batman games here at the Explanation. Exclamation mark podcast. I love Z. I love you, Arkham Knight. <laughs> All right. Fan fiction for you. <laughs> you should now. You shouldn't joke about that. You should write a Batman comic. Um, all right, Oculus facing another lawsuit. So Oculus VR and Palmer Lucky accused of breaching contract, breach of contract and fraud. So um, I thought this was kind of hilarious because the company that's suing them is called Total Recall Technologies. I believe that is the name of a book and a movie. <laughs> it's like, you stole our ideas. And I'm like, clearly, you didn't have very original ideas in the company naming department. Um, the Hawaii-based company says in its filing, it hired uh, Lucky or Lukey in 2011 to create a prototype VR headset. And they say he signed a confidentiality agreement. And then later on, uh, throughout the latter half of 2011-2012, uh, Lucky received feedback and information to improve the design of the display. 
Um, however, they say Lucky used information he learned from his partnership to launch his Kickstarter for the head-mounted display known as the Oculus Rift. And so this isn't the first uh, company to come and file a lawsuit against Oculus. Uh, Zenimax, which owns Bethesda, um, also accused Oculus VR of stealing virtual reality uh, technology. So in summation, uh, some rich companies are suing other rich companies because they want because that one rich company has a really awesome idea and is owned by Facebook and they want part of the money or something. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> this one, the, I think you're oversimplifying. This one I am oversimplifying. <laughs> a little douchey by, like, on paper, if it's true, Palmer Lucky essentially had a job, you know, a day job. He was dreaming of Oculus on the side, but he was given an assignment to create a prototype virtual reality headset in which he signed an agreement and then he left the company and took after you know probably getting paid to develop this thing, cashing some checks, and then all of a sudden being like, hey, you know, I could I could make a sweet VR thing for gaming out of this. Leaves the company and then you know turns it into his own business. Like I know we're all excited for Oculus and we're all excited for for gaming, but if this guy was getting paid at his job to do something and signed an, signed an agreement and then ran off. Uh, and, and and took his inventions with him. Well, I mean, they might have legal cause here. Maybe, like I, you know, I, I think of every company I've ever worked for. I've had to sign clauses of this nature, even for like I've worked at Starbucks, and they make you sign this stuff just in case I invent some awesome coffee transmission technique, uh, and then I go and sell it. You know, I leave and start my own coffee company. You know, they've invested money in me as an employee. The reality is that they don't listen to any of their employees. You know, like you go to work for places, you have all kinds of great ideas, but their leadership has their own ideas and agenda on things. So if you actually have that brilliant idea that can change, you know, make big changes in the world and you get told no by your superiors, the thing to do is to go leave and to go forge your own road. I guess, it, you know, the whole question of intellectual property always sort of like there's there's a whole open source movement on the Internet and it's like corporate protection of assets and secrets and information sort of runs counter to that philosophy. And Oculus is, walks a fine line with all that because they feel like they're a grassroots organization because they started on Kickstarter. But then you forget that Facebook owns them now and they're just as, you know, that they, they have that taint on them of they're not open source, they're a corporate entity. And but and also, also like, I mean, the way you make it sound, it's like, oh, this poor guy's working at this company that doesn't listen to him. And on his free time, he made <laughs> this virtual reality thing. What they're saying is they asked him to create a prototype virtual reality headset. Yeah. And, and then he did and then left with the headset and, and is now selling it like and um, if that, you know, I'm not saying that's the case if anything the most suspicious uh, element is that these guys are suing them so suing him so late in the game uh maybe smelling money in the air because he's been bought out by facebook um but uh but if what they're saying is true it doesn't look good uh, i'm still excited for oculus i'm I'm just saying that like looks like the 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 company had maybe a uh, a little bit of a dubious start yeah, that could very well be. I mean, we don't know what happened, but you're right. They did ask him to, to start the VR technology. So it could be he just, they had a disagreement about direction and he went to go his own way. So I don't really, I'm not taking a side on this. Just give me awesome VR experiences and 
I just pick C, people fighting and suing each other as like impediments to this because it's already taken you know, a long time. So, uh. Well, the good news about it to me is that it feels like people see that there's money in this. Like, no, as I said last show, nobody has made money on VR yet. This is all like everybody is feel, feeling this is the way of the future and that there's going to be big money to be made. But it is unproven tech at this point that it can be mass market sold and everything. Uh, and so uh, the fact that there, these lawsuits are going on is at least – a good sign because it shows that everybody seems to think that there is money in this and that may be good for gamers who want to experience some sweet VR. I think that's a really good point and that's that's the good news we should take away from all of this. Alright, moving on to the next item. Blizzard explains why it removed Heroes of the Storm character's cigar. That character is Tychus and if you've played StarCraft, you know that that he not only smokes his cigar, but he closes his helmet with the cigar still in his mouth. He's pretty much known for smoking yeah. stogies. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's this when I was perusing through news articles, this came up and it's been a big sort of, I've played a lot of Heroes of the Storm. It's a subject of conversation. Like, you know, it's so lame. Why did they, you know, it's, 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 it's part of who his character is, is that identifying cigar. Why do they make him take it out? And essentially, you know, the game, the, Blizzard actually felt it was important enough to actually make a press release or a public statement <laughs> about this because it's irked enough people. And it just has I, to do with meeting teen ratings worldwide through a number of regions because apparently smoking is like... Yeah, that's what I was going to... I was going to guess that before you yeah. said anything. Like, I bet StarCraft is written at a high, is, is rated at a higher level. Like, it might be M for Mature or something like that, uh, whereas whereas Heroes is lower. So, you know, Jim... Like, I, I played a bit of StarCraft, and, you know, Jim Rayner is constantly drinking the booze in the bar while Tychus is smoking the giant cigar. Yeah. And, you know, there's a fair amount... There's a fair amount of blood and gore and that sort of thing. So, I feel like... The, that probably to adapt it to a more PG friendly game like Heroes, it's just like Kratos is in, in from God of War is in the Sony Brawler game. Um, what is it like PlayStation All Stars or something like oh, that? Okay. And, and Kratos doesn't like decapitate people like he does in God of War in that game. You know what I mean? Like they had to they had to tone him down. Yeah, uh, for obviously the... he's he's yeah. fighting. He's fighting like cartoon characters from Little Big Planet, you know. Like he's he's not. Uh, this is a game for everyone, and they 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 put him in there from an M-rated game, but they have to adapt him. So Tychus Finley is just lucky. He just lost his cigar. He could have lost a lot more. <laughs> lost a lot more. You know what? I don't care what they do to him. That and you haven't played it, and I don't want to spoil it for you, even though it's been years. But uh, the character—I'm in—I'm into it a little bit. Yeah. I'll go All back. Right, then to I won't it. say anything. But I, I the character's such a douchebag. I mean, he's a douchebag right from the beginning. He's a total douche. Uh, so I, I actually don't like playing him in Heroes. Um, all right, moving on. The most popular MMO on Steam, Crofton. What do you think it is? I think that it is. It's definitely uh, not one of our favorites, Planet Side Two. So World of Warcraft, you can't play through it's Steam, not on right? Steam. No. It, uh, I'm going to say Final Fantasy XIV, a new beginning thing. Nope. Uh, the most popular uh, MMO on Steam is Terra. Have you ever heard of Terra? Oh, I think so. Yeah, it's, I think I heard. It's the one with the better combat, I think. Yeah, right? it marketed itself, and I've actually tried Terra yeah. um, on its 
kind of, I guess, Legend of Zelda-type mechanics where um, dodging matters. Like, it's not... Most MMOs have an auto-attack system, so you click on something, you auto-attack, and then you push hotkeys to do extra moves on top of your autos. And um, this game uh, kind of has that, but dodging... Like, you push buttons to do your attacks, and you have to dodge out of the way of super abilities. Mind you, I haven't played too, too much, but... You know, there's a, there's a, you know, the little, uh, the roles that characters do in games, like the dodge roles. They even do it in Dark Souls and stuff like that. Like you can yeah. do that in this game. It's more skill, more skill based and less like cool down, cool down. You yeah. know, that type yeah. of thing. Like more a twitchy, I guess, if you want. A little bit. Like I, I again, I didn't play too far in it. It still felt like World of Warcraft playing it. Like it. It didn't feel that distinct. You know, there's quest givers and exclamation marks, the namesake of our podcast. And, um, you know, there are monsters out in the world to go kill. You can form up parties to go kill them. I imagine there's a lot of other similar stuff. So I didn't feel like there was enough new or unique about the experience to keep me, like, wanting to play. But I did try it. Well, you know what's funny about that is that, like, just this week, I saw a list of, like, the top most popular MMOs and stuff in the world. And and World of Warcraft is like third or something on that list. Oh, really? And I, I couldn't believe it. And then I looked to see what the what the most played games were, and they were legit games I had never heard of. Like Korean MMOs or Yeah. Number one is this game called Dungeon Fighter Online. I had never heard of this game I in my life. I feel like I've heard it, but I don't I can't I'm not my mind is not bringing up anything. And it's like it's like a two D type game. Uh and uh, it's it's really popular in China, and that's the, what it comes down to. And there's they got a ton of MMO players, so it doesn't just Terra being number one does kind of surprise me a, a little bit, just because um, you oh. know I, I I feel like it doesn't get much press, and it's a, on a Western system like Steam, yeah. but uh, it's still uh, it's still a little What's number surprising. two. I'm just curious. Uh, number two was something n- not Maple Story. Uh, Maple Story, I've heard of. I think it was like Fantasy Westward or something like that. Or <laughs> okay. anyway, it's some other game that's in Japanese or something. Um, so I, I I don't have the list in front of me, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah. So I, I just I found it a little surprising because I thought maybe Terra was a game that was. Uh, having tried it a while ago, I thought maybe, oh, it's doing shitty. Like, this is another game that's going to go free to play and eventually close down or whatever. So, interesting to hear. Now, keep in mind, the Star, like, Star Wars The Old Republic, is that on Steam? Definitely The Elder Scrolls no, is it's, on Steam. it's Origin only, I think. Uh, okay, but um, definitely The Elder Scrolls game is on Steam. Like, I found it pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Rockstar... Um, maker of Grand Theft Auto fame, files lawsuit against the BBC of British television fame for a fictional, uh, over a fictional uh, drama television show. It's going to star Daniel Radcliffe of Harry Potter fame uh, based on uh, G- the creation of GTA games and in particular the tension with Jack um, anti-game lawyer Jack Thompson who would be played by Bill Paxton of Twister the movie fame and or Aliens the, Aliens obviously and he was in Nightcrawler too if you, that's, he's in a lot of yeah. good shit honestly he's like I, everywhere that guy my props to Bill Paxton he was in Titanic 
Um, <laughs> so uh, he was in Bill Paxson would be playing anti-game lawyer Jack Thompson. Jack Jack Thompson, if you don't know who he is, just Google him. But you'll probably get a, pic, a picture of like the dictionary with the heading douche written on top and then there'll be a picture of Jack Thompson. He's he's not very relevant anymore, but he had his moment in the sun where he was sort of railing against games. Uh, so BBC was uh, making a uh, uh, a movie, a miniseries based on, uh, based on Jack Thompson's conflicts with Rockstar and in particular with Sam Hauser, who's one of the co-founders of Rockstar. And uh, it was called Game Changer, or to be called Game Changer. And let's just say uh, Rockstar has now shut it down vis-a-vis a lawsuit. Um, and what I find most interesting about this is how far they got. Like, if they didn't have Rockstar's permission to begin with, how they could have gotten to the point. They're done. They've done filming. They're editing. They're getting ready to air this thing. Well, and and I don't understand how they could get so far along without Rockstar. Well, I, I think like like the show, Social Network was a movie made about Mark Zuckerberg. Um, I, and that was not with Facebook's blessing in, in any way, I don't think. So like, I don't know that they shut the movie down. But I think like if you're making a movie about a company, it's way better to have them on your side than not. But... Um, the problem with being a corporation is they're super concerned with how they're portrayed in media. And if you're trying to be honest about a story or if it's unflattering, like I think this story is unflattering to a company that doesn't want to highlight its history as much as it wants to highlight, you know, what successes in its current public appearance. Like you think it's yeah. more like a case of that where it's like, nah, we don't ah. need to, we don't need people to know about our like, rough history that stuff's in the past but you know filmmaker might be like i see a story in here i just want to tell the story i always thought the housers were well regarded in the gaming community uh and uh for what they've done at, at rockstar i i feel like it it's more like reveal i don't know it, it i feel there must be some stuff involved in it that we're not aware of maybe it just takes too much of the focus away from their games and places it on behind the scenes personalities um i'm curious to see i'm curious to see this and like daniel radcliffe and bill paxton are big actors you know especially for like a bbc show so i mean you know maybe i'll see it sometime in the meantime it's I'm still going to play Rockstar games. I'm playing one right now. Yeah. It seems weird. I think this is just, I think you have corp, big corporations and their legal departments just have knee jerk jobs to do. Wait, whatever. Maybe. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, they've got to go around and protect all of their assets when people just kind of want to use them. And, uh, it's, I don't know. Uh, it sounds it sounds like they want to make sure that they're depicted in a certain light and they have no control over how that is, so they're protesting. Possibly. Um, but I don't think they can stop it from being made, but we'll see. I'll definitely be watching it. Um, all right. Blizzard confirms Mounted Flight won't be added to Warlords of Draenor. So this has been a subject of conversation since Warlords of Draenor was announced. Um, initially, they told people, guess what? The flying mounts that you've been using for the past since, I don't know, 2000 and whatever, since Burning Crusade, basically, you're not going to be able to use them here because what what's happening in Warlords of or World of Warcraft is that you can, you know, your quest is from this person and you got to go to this point and do this thing and then come back. And there might be an experience in between that, but what you could do is just fly up, fly over everything, fly down to what you needed to pick up, fly right back up, go back to your quest giver. And um, from... While this is highly efficient 
from a, I've done this quest five times with different characters kind of point of view, it's very bad for an initial experience to be able to just skip all of it that way. It's not what the designers intended. So they said, oh, we're not going to have it from the onset. And they were shady about whether or not it was going to be added in a later patch. Uh, World of Warcraft expansions usually have four or five key patches that add significant amounts of content throughout the patch lifecycle. So they've confirmed now that they're like, you know what? We like the game without flying in it. We're just not going to do it. And um, I think this has a lot of people up in arms because, A, they charge about $25 per mount for people with uh, fancy mounts. <laughs> and that's not including fancy mounts obtained from collector's editions of getting other of their games. Um, that definitely diminishes their value. And just in-game time, um, you have to get a license to fly. It takes a lot of gold. It can take a lot of time to have earned these things. And for them to take this away has irked a lot of players. Um, that being said, I think that being a World of Warcraft player, I can definitely see how flying has undermined uh, a lot of the content. And certainly Drainer has been a lot of fun because you couldn't fly. So are they rem removing the flying from the entire game? No, it'll be available in older sections. But I mean, the most pertinent content in the game right now is in this Draenor zone. So if unless you're a new player starting out, I, you spend like 90 90 percent or more of your time in Draenor if you're gonna but be was this game. when you laid down your money for your flying doohickey was was that like was Draenor released at that point and if not can you still fly your guy in the areas that were released at that point because if so then I mean they didn't necessarily promise you'd be able to fly your guy and everything released in the lifespan of World of Warcraft right no I think it has to do with communication and customer expectation which is just that for the past four expansions, flying has been a thing that you could count on. And they were a little bit cagey about saying, oh, we'll introduce it later. And then we'll think about it. And then actually we're not going to do it. Rather than just saying, this is the new expansion, there will be no flying. So there's been a period of time where you could buy mounts, assuming at some point you're going to be able to fly in the new zones. And now you can't. So... I think the presentation or the like the the lack of decisiveness about it was probably what's causing would be what's to blame about some of the you know upsetness about this. I hear you. I don't play World of Warcraft, but I can I can relate to be feeling screwed. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the news, and uh, I think that's all we got to say about that. Let's move on to something a little more relevant to us. You're always talking about making kids' minds like vegetables. Talk about them out on the street, smoking pot. This is Games Per Minute. How do you feel about cutting his head off? All right, so this is Games Per Minute, where Crofton and I just talk about the games that we've been playing. Uh, I'm going to go first and just say I've been playing Heroes of the Storm pretty much all week. I haven't touched another game. Uh, I've watched a few other TV shows, checking out the new community and the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Second season's up on Netflix here in Canada. Uh, but apart from that, I've my game time has been exclusively Heroes of the Storm. And there's not much to say <laughs> that I haven't covered last week, so... There's nothing new that's happened you, in the last week? No, if you don't have it, like I was on uh, Experience Points with Scott Johnson on the NVIDIA channel on Twitch uh, last Saturday. We won both of our games. It was a lot of fun. We also did some streaming earlier in the week. So we've been streaming some games. We're, we're trying to form Team Chocolate up for the Frog Pants All-Stars tournament. But there's, no, there's nothing to say, no developments, other than I'm definitely officially on the Team Chocolate team. Um, but apart from that, uh, no, 
Well, so if you're going to be live streaming this stuff, can you can we like tweet out through the EXM account when your live streams are up or links to them or are you already doing that? Yeah, I did that for the last for the experience points ones. I tweeted out on Bo Schwartz and retweeted it on EXM to let people know. Sweet. It's not okay. like I'm featured. I'm just on the team. But uh, the one thing that did happen was that uh, I talked about this last week, actually. So never mind. Just that people have been asking to see Nova, and then I get super nervous and play poorly when I pick Nova after somebody asks. I'm like, You're hey. becoming an all star, Bo. Yeah. So yeah, this is uh, this is Gorath. For those of you who uh, don't know, he is uh, he's going to be well regarded in the Heroes of the Storm community for years to come. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure i'm confident in you Bo. yes so because the game has been rewarding me in sort of this way i've you know i've just been like oh, i could play the witcher and play with nobody um no i'm I, gonna play heroes and yeah. it's the it's all the whole like multiplayer community versus single player thing like i understand sometimes you're in the mood for one sometimes you're in the mood for the other i find multiplayer games are like they're the ones that are harder to get into because often there's a, a bigger barrier of entry yeah. uh you got to learn the game nobody wants to get pwned over and over and over but once you get into them then it's like that's when the magic happens right so you're past that that barrier you're an all-star yeah pretty much <laughs> sweet deal all right i will say the one thing that i feel bad about is i want to get back into elite dangerous damn it oh it's, yeah it's a did. game i continue to want to play but i keep playing heroes maybe i'll play some elite tonight well maybe you will or but like when whenever you want that like elite seems like it offers a good counterpoint in that you can have like these moments of peace and quiet while flying your spaceship as opposed to like the absolute chaos of heroes of the storm right yeah so what have you been playing, um, sir? Well, it's it's going to be another re- repeat week for me, uh, which is that I am still playing Xenoblade Chronicles on 3DS. And as I started um, GTA V on PS4 last week, and I am also playing that again. Um, I, I'd say both these games are beefy games. They're long games, and so it makes sense. It takes me a long time to play them, especially with my limited time. But uh, one thing, and, and Bo, I'm not sure if you've been in a situation like this where you have two games and they're both – they might be offering complete different experiences and they're both competing for your time. For me, it's very rare that they're both able to sustain that balance for long. One of them is generally always going to kill the other one. Like you're – at one point, you're going to like just fully commit to one. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, do you have any – do you remember any sort of situations where that's happened to you or like you've been playing two games and you just drop one? Yeah, I feel like uh, Dragon Age happened with me. I've played it through twice, the, the original Dragon Age. Yeah. And it w- I can't remember what the competing game w- was, which is funny, but I know it lost out to something else. Like I was Dragon, playing- Age, Dragon Age lost out. Yeah. That's funny that you remember the game that lost out and not the game that beat it. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what it was. I, I can't remember for the life of me. See, for me, I I remember the the distinctive moment in my mind was um, I got – I got – this is in 2004. I got a new computer for 2004, so obviously a piece of shit by our standards. (laughs) By those standards, I called it the beast and it was like – is that the one me. where you had the fan set up? Yeah. Like an just, actual fan because it didn't have a fan? Yeah, all right. Just it, it, Let's not reminisce too much about the failings of that beast. But um, 
but I had been out of PC gaming for a long time, so there was a couple of games that had released in that span that I wanted to play, uh, and so I I got both the World, uh, sorry, the Warcraft Three Battle Chest, um, and I got uh, uh, which I paid a fair amount of money for. Blizzard games never that cheap, like it was in store. Uh, and, and then I got the original De- Deus Ex, Deuce Ex or whatever for like 10 bucks. Uh, and it was like a CD in a jewel case, real cheap. I played both the games at the same time. They're completely different games. One's a first person game where, you know, you have a, a lot of different choice, kind of a first person shooter. The other is, um, you know, a story campaign uh, based RTS, right? A Blizzard style. Yeah. People know people know what World uh, know what Warcraft is. Anyway, um, it was just funny because I so I do a, a, a map in Warcraft or whatever. And then I, I, I go and I play a little Deus Ex. And, but then at one point, I was just so into Deus Ex. Like it just overtook everything. And then I was I just dropped Warcraft 3 entirely and I think I finished maybe one of the campaigns in Warcraft 3 and I have never ever I have like the Frozen Throne and all the extra shit I never went back to it I never played any like Dusex just destroyed uh, Warcraft 3 eventually for me and now I'm. I, it's funny because I told myself, oh, I've played GTA Five before. Last week I bitched about the morally bankrupt protagonists, but yeah. I've been I've been playing it, and it's been it's. And this been is your second playthrough, right? Yeah, second playthrough. Yeah. However, the two big differences between GTA Five this time and last time are number one, the new shiny graphics at the PS4, really impressive, uh, and. You know, I know that people are playing the PC version with even more pimped out graphics and kudos to them. But like I am really impressed with the the graphics. And secondly, the first person mode, which I'm making a point to like try and play the game almost entirely in first person mode. And it's not all. Is it is it like some janky thing they add on? Because a lot of third person games that have first person, it's like, why would I like Warcraft has first person. You don't play World of Warcraft in first person. Is it worth experiencing gta 5 in first person yeah i like i mean it is absolutely made with about as tender loving care as you can think of like it is extremely extremely uh well made you might as well be playing a first person game right like you have iron sights and stuff in that yeah oh that's really interesting yeah, so it kind of like changes. That's really uh, not what I expect from a Grand Theft Auto game. Well, it's yeah. I, but see the thing is when you play it, you also realize how little time you actually spend shooting guys because I mean it's not like a first person shooter. You're walking around the city, you're driving, and I driving is one of those things. Like I drive drive in first person in in Far Cry Three all the time or Far Cry Four, but doing it in in GTA, it's different. Like I checked my blind spot the other day. Like this game is totally, totally made for the Oculus Rift, and I'm sure that I'm sure that there's going to be um, mods or something that's going to work with the PC version, or maybe Rockstar is just going to wait. It like Sony has their own proprietary Morpheus VR technology. Like I mean, it is made and, and ready to go. This thing just makes perfect sense um, to play in VR. And it almost like when I'm playing it, I almost feel like putting the game aside and just waiting until they figure that out because I know 
that they're going to do that, right? So, um, and, and when you walk around in first person, like the world is so detailed, it's ridiculous. And it's, it's so fun, especially with the higher textures and all this, getting a sense of all the little details they have in the game. So you can look at all this stuff and interact with, with all these things. And like, it, it, there's so many levels to the game. Like the game has its own entire internet built for it. You know, like in the game, you can go on the internet and there's hundreds of pages, you know, developed for it, all kind of jokey. And that's just, that's just like the icing on the cake. There is just tons and tons of stuff. And so I've, I've just been walking, like I've been playing through the game and stuff, but I've also been just walking around, looking at things, taking things in. And, it, and, and there's been very few more immersive uh, open world games that I've ever played. So that kind of has making up a little bit for the fact that, again, all the things I didn't like about it the first time, I'm not sure I'm going to be in it for the long haul, uh, but it's uh, it definitely has impressed more on the second playthrough. I'll also, Bo, here's, a, here's a, an example, and they did this in Grand Theft Auto 4 too. This is an example of how much work they put into these games. When you're going to, on a mission or something like this, if you die and re, re, reload, okay. and then, you're, then you drive to the, you're driving yeah. through the mission again, the voice act they have they've recorded like three different scripts pretty much for each each mission like so your characters will say different things the second time on the way to the mission it'll be the same content more or less but they they will have a different oh, conversation you mean yeah like just um like a flavor conversation or yeah you know, it's like... a, it's flavor but man there is a shit ton of it so i mean hmm. just that sheer amount like i'm playing the game a second time and i'm hearing a lot of things like i'm like i'm pretty sure i never heard this banter before this this conversation before because if i got a mission right the first time uh the first time i played it then then there's a good chance that i never heard the 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 extra content that they built you know so i mean that's ridiculous when when you're recording like multiple versions of the same setup kind of conversations for your game you know there's some serious work involved and i think that that's why they keep trying to they've they've essentially released gta 5 three times now and uh, each time they're making a shit ton of money i feel that they're probably going to do it again uh with oculus or whatever but uh or have some sort of addition uh but yeah it's uh it's an impressive it like it's just impressive in scope it's really impressive so and i'm still playing xenoblade and, but it's yeah, getting good old it, Xenoblade. The game but, competing with Grand Theft Auto V. I, I know, I know, and it, it, and it's funny because like here you have this graphical powerhouse against this little 3DS game, which is based on a Wii game, and and I still have a soft spot for the JRPG. Uh, but I realize how long this game is going to be because these games are huge. I even took a sniff at a walkthrough, and I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be playing this game for ever <laughs> so uh so part of the me realizes that you know i might not have the patience for that that maybe i can play it in trips and drabs if i go to the cottage or something this th- during the summer i can you know play it a little bit and that sort of thing so you better uh, hurry up and finish it before batman comes along remember oh, you're on a clock you got a yeah I, I know i'm i'm gonna batman, like <laughs> batman's gonna wreck my world bow yeah but the good news about batman is it's not gonna It'll be a lengthy enough campaign, but it probably won't. 
Yeah, it'll take me. You know. I bet you, I'll I'll have a solid Batman month. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll or maybe even less. Like, I'll play the shit out of it for a certain amount of time. But then, yeah, you're right. And I almost like I'm starting missing in this world of GTA fives, Witcher threes, and and Xenoblades. I'm starting to miss games that are like I can finish it in six hours. Like you know, contained like, you know experiences that are fun but don't necessarily take forever. Like FDL. I got a podcast in which I got to talk about games, Bo. I need shorter games. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, that should be a conversation we have sometime because I think that, uh, you know, quality over quantity is pretty important. We did kind of talk about that when we talked about the order. Uh, what is it? 1887 at one point? Yeah. yeah. But, no, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to Batman a lot because it's, for me, it's just the right campaign. I found Infamous as well to be just like that sweet spot. Um, where where I wasn't getting sick of it and that so I, I'm hoping that uh, that Batman will, will will repeat that that model and uh, then it allows you to play in a higher difficulty and get more out of it as well so should be awesome all right well um, do you have anything more to add on the games we've been playing before we move on well, I honestly I'm gonna save up because I got tons more to say on GTA 5 and I got a feeling that I'm gonna be talking about it next week so <laughs> might, right. might as well keep it uh, Keep it locked in, you know? Hello there, Bo here. Uh, Just a quick little ad break to let you guys know about another great podcast that uh, is a part of our podcast family called Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Three guys, Bo, Michael, and Crofton, select a topic at random using the random topic generator and debate whether it's good, bad, or bullshit. If you like this, I know you'll like good, bad, or bullshit. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher or visit our site goodbadbull.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I'm going to return you to our regular programming of the Exclamation Mark Podcast. All right, so then that's uh, signed, sealed, delivered into the ether, and now we move on to this. Now that there's one fine dialogue tree. Best best Southerner impression on the internet. <laughs> this week on the dialogue tree, where we that voice sounds familiar. We debate a topic on in the heart that's captured the hearts and minds of gamers worldwide. Uh, this week we talk about the possibility of view to play games uh, in our gaming future as becoming a real possibility and what that means. So there's a lot of to-play sort of acronyms floating around, pay-to-play, free-to-play, pay-to-win, but view-to-play is the whole mainly championed on mobile, but you find it in lots of gaming examples where a game is made available for free because you've agreed to watch its advertising. Um, And I think that can mean both native advertising, which is advertising that you kind of don't see or don't notice, or just blatant like windows <laughs> in some corner of your screen. And I've, I have a few apps that do this on my desktop where it's just like they show you an ad and it's like upgrade to premium for $10 to not see this ad. Um, but you know, this kind of, and, and what prompted this was actually, there was an article on GameSpot I was talking about some pretty big names in the gaming industry starting to form a company whose sole objective was uh, to make games that are view to play as 
as this sort of that's the direction they feel the future's in and they want to get out ahead of it it's not vr it's view to play um the company is called future play games so crofton uh, you know, I've said all this scary stuff about advertising in games, and uh, I'd like to know how you f- this all makes you feel. Well, gut reaction is I hate it, but the the thing is, is that I'm so detached now. As a affluent thirty something adult, I'm so detached now from the idea of not having enough money to play games. Like when I was a kid, you money mean rich? was a... <laughs> just kidding. I'm yeah, so well, detached but... from not having enough money for, you know, it just sounded funny. To me. No, I know. You... Yeah. Like, well, it's just, but yeah, you can afford all the games you want. Your heart. Desires. When you're, when you're a kid or, or like even, you know, games are, games are generally pretty expensive. Like, and they've, we've talked in the past about how their price point has been pretty much locked down for triple a games. Yeah. Um, you know, 60, 70 bucks, 80 bucks like that's that's generally what it's always been and i just talked about games like gta 5 and xenoblade chronicles or whatever they can last you countless countless hours um and so uh that's really like i i don't mind spending that money and and um when you compare it to more expensive hobbies like boating i don't know cars Boating is like the biggest money sink if you ask our good friend Michael Hodgins. I'm sure he'll yeah. go on a rant. <laughs> I, they're giant money sink for sure. But like there's there's different hobbies that cost a lot of money. Yeah. And now now I realize that like video games, like what differentiates a super rich person? Like I'm talking super rich. Like let's talk Floyd Money Money Mayweather rich. Like okay. what, what differentiates him from me in terms of what he can do video game wise? Not a hell of a lot. Like he could, he probably has he could have a tricked out PC. He could have a PS4. Like he could have all in, the consoles and giant screens, but but it's really like but, I have a I have a large TV yeah. and a PS4. Like I mean, the cap for video games is pretty hot. Is pretty low in terms of the I, money. I would say if you spent. if you measured it and like if there's some sort of units of measurement to measure how in, much your enjoyment you're getting out of a game, let's call it enjoyment points. You know, the difference between spending a ton of money and the money that we spend results in a very small difference of enjoyment points. You know, like you can get that first like bump of enjoyment points pretty easily by buying nearly anything. Um, so, but I feel that this, this <laughs> view, view to play games would yeah. definitely affect my enjoyment points. Just like, just like in the free to play games w- with the microtransactions, like if you just run a cursory Google search in terms of most profitable games, it doesn't take a genius to find out that th- these games are are the most profitable. They're making way more money, but they do that oftentimes by being unbalanced. You mentioned like the idea of pay to win, but also like they hook whales. Like people who are you know the the one guy who's willing to pay four thousand dollars on a game uh, as opposed to uh, getting a bunch of people willing to pay 60 bucks for the game right and so so you can put shitty unbalanced games out that make a ton of money because of that and so this view to play thing um for me what what i find frustrating is already with these freemium games on mobile is you see a bunch of ads for 
buying things in the game. Like I played the Spider-Man endless running game and they were always like pop-ups saying like, Hey, there's a sale on this in the store, blah, 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 blah. You know, like there's, there's already a bunch of ads, but it's for shit in the game, which is already annoying to me and takes me out of the game. Imagining that shit being stuff outside of the game just seems like tremendously distracting and would take me out of the immersiveness of the experience. Yeah, I tend to agree. Like, my first inclination is that most games I've played, the best ones have been front-to-back immersion experiences, which includes not only the graphics, but your feelings about the menu and about your navigation throughout all the game systems. It matters. And putting an ad in there is bad. Like, I kind of already get irritated when ads appear, like, in, in world games, like, cleverly placed you know, if you're playing, like, I don't know if there's any in Grand Theft Auto or not, but if there was a Coke ad in my Grand Theft Auto game, that would irritate me greatly. It, um, it makes it makes a little, like, I could see how it would make more sense. They could do it in the open world. Grand Theft Auto is all about satire, so, like, Sprite is sprunk, you know? Like yeah, they're, they're that's a, fine, yeah. Like that, they're all jokes. That seems acceptable, even though it's sort of advertising, but it's kind of making fun of them, and you know that sprunk is probably not happy. I mean, Sprite is probably not happy about being sprunk. <laughs> Sounds yeah, a little bit like spunk. <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> I think that's the idea. But um, you know, I went to see Avengers two recently, and I, it made me really upset because I don't go to the movie theater often because I have an awesome TV. But um, yeah, <laughs> he's eligible. <ladies. laughs> I like how I brag. I've got an awesome TV. Like who doesn't? <laughs> go out with me, and you get to use my awesome TV while we make out. <laughs> Um, but uh, they showed like ads for cars and for crap and you know it's like I'd pay extra money to the movie theater to not have to watch a movie like an ad that wasn't a movie trailer and on the Good Bad or Bullshit podcast I said advertising was good but there is a time and a place for advertising and you know the time for ads is not after I paid you to watch movie on your big screen in your theater a-holes and the time for ads is not while I'm trying to get my bird to flap through the the pipes correctly. I'm busy. Don't show me ads while I'm playing Flappy Bird. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But I do like, I guess, like pop-up, watching an ad, because um, Spotify sometimes says... Hey, listen to this song. Listen to this brief thing, and you will get like thirty minutes of commercial-free listening, or whatever, or an hour yeah. of commercial. So then you click listen, you listen to whatever five-second thing. So imagine, if you will, now imagine. say a, a game like Bioshock. Let's say a game that completely advertising makes no sense for uh, in in the con in the world of the game or whatever, and they say, okay, Bioshock sixty bucks, whatever you want to buy it, you can play it, um, no ads, free or whatever, or you can play it for free. Mm-hmm. But every so often, like when you first boot it up, you have to watch you know this car commercial. Then you can play for half hour. Or whenever you save your game, you have to watch a commercial. I don't know. Like they. Okay, they, I see what you're saying, though. There are interruptions throughout your gaming experience. It's, it's like the interruption you would have while watching a television show, you know? And it's like, but the, the, the merit or the added thing that you get is that you didn't pay 60 bucks, right? So now, in my case, there's no question I would spend the 60 bucks because like, A, I want to reward the game developers. B, I, I, I would not voluntarily 
inundate myself with that. But that's because I can afford it. But if I'm like, you know, uh, 13 or whatever, and I'm just, uh, you know, don't have a ton of disposable income, and I want to play the the new hotness, and I have a way of playing it for free, I just got to watch these commercials. I mean, I, I, I guess I can see it as a valid you, option. You know, you know what that makes me think of, though? Like, I get what you're saying. And I'm like, I'd be happy for 13 year olds to get that experience. But they're just going to see ads. For stuff they also can't afford, that they're yeah. gonna try and get their parents to buy it. It's like I'm like, doesn't make it. It's, he's oh now, so now parents won't ask to buy games, but they'll ask to buy like new He-Man toys or Star Wars figurines or something. Like, you know, it, it's I see yeah. how it makes sense, and it's probably good for advertisers. But I still say that game. You know, we live in an age now where I can watch Netflix and watch TV shows without ads in it, and watch the series back to back. And as an art form, TV series, like serial episodes of things is, are kind of taking off because they're not shown once a week. They're not sh- riddled with interruptions. There's this sense of investment in watching and engaging with what you're seeing. And it's like, so television's moving in this positive direction that viewers are really happy about. And while, where it's like these nefarious people in gaming are like, hmm... How do we put, you know, people really seem to dislike ads in their TV. Let's try and put them in games. Like we've already established that games are immersive experiences. And um, I think no matter, even if it's a silly game, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stand s- stern and be vehemently against, you know, any advertising in games. I think, I think that gaming- is relevant. I think gaming is like um, it, it's an immerse emer, emerging. Uh, um, I want to say art form, but you know that's not always it's not always art. But it, it, it is emergent where where television has been around for a while and has has currently is currently still going through sort of a transformation into the streaming uh, service. But people have been arguing that for the past few years, we've been in what's known as the golden age of television. I think I think video games, uh, we are not necessarily in the golden age of video games. I almost feel like it, it may have been a few years ago um, and uh, – or, or there may be a new one coming again, but like I feel like we're we're trapped in this ground where people are are the double A's have been squeezed out. There's now triple A games, and then there's indie games, and then there's apps, and and and, and a lot of like microtransactions, and everybody's looking for ways to make money and to go independent and to to grow and this sort of thing. So there's a lot of experimentation going on, both in terms of game play and in terms of profit models. And so I can't come down so hard on this yet because I don't know enough about it. I remember, Bo, you and I, when we played um, the first Planet Side, yeah. uh, it, at one point that game was about to, was not doing well. Uh, and uh, the subscriber, it was working at the time under the old subscriber model, which was that you pay for an MMO 12 bucks a month or something like that. Yeah. You have unlimited access. That That's pretty much, aside from World of Warcraft aside, that's pretty much out the window now. Um, and uh, it, But at the, at the time of Planetside 1, they didn't know what to do. They didn't have enough subscribers. They needed to make money in different ways. They were trying to... They were trying to figure it out. And so they started having like – they struck a deal with this company Massive to put these ads in their games. And um, 
I remember uh, being really pissed when it was happening uh, because I'm paying this monthly fee and now that there's these ads in the game. But what I was overlooking at the time was that the game was going to go out of business or not succeed if it didn't if it didn't do this. So to have the game that I like to play, like I was going to have to put up with a couple of out of place ads in 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 bases and stuff. They were uh, really awkwardly placed. They were awkward, <laughs> and it was a huge failure. Well, not because that you would. I couldn't think of a good place to really put them besides loading screens so and yeah and it was an early stage type thing and it was really like the when, when you have a game that doesn't have enough players to begin with like advertising companies aren't going to pay a ton of money to get to those players it was obviously a failure but at the same time like it was this was like coming up on 10 years ago that they did this now so the fact that they're still trying to find ways to to and with ad blockers just becoming more and more prominent on browsers you know companies are trying to find ways for people to see their ads so who knows maybe this is a viable option i know that if i have an option to get no ads i'm always going to take that option but then again i'm super loaded yeah and if if you are playing a game that that you would actually be like actually leave the ads that means you don't like the game that much like it's not a good sign for the company anyways cuz you're probably not invested in their franchise or their brand or whatever. And that's and that might be the unique nature of mobile games where people play them for a day. Like I, I don't know. Like I find I check out mobile games, but uh, unless I'm going to get hooked on it, uh, the only money they're going to get out of me is my eyeballs. Yeah, but ads. you're not the audience for mobile games because you're always at your computer with regular games. So, I mean, like, you're not going to be playing. That mobile yeah. games are for people who are on the bus or on the move and that sort of thing a little more. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so I guess that settles it. The future is not in view to play games as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, the people trying to make the future view to play games, unless, and you probably know things that I don't know because I'm just some guy that does a podcast and you guys are luminaries of the gaming industry but in my uh arrogant opinion <laughs> um you know view to play games are not the future and advertising is stupid and monetize it some other way uh unless the advertising is like a good fit for the company or in a place that doesn't affect gameplay just it's not a big you know just leave it alone just try something else make indie games do anything else i hate advertising <laughs> I'll stop there. <laughs> All right. Those were Bo's views. I support some of them, but not most of them. All right. <laughs> so, next, se- let's right. move into our next segment and talk about something more fun. Inventory management is a challenging and inexact science. That's one of my favorite bumpers, I think. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it sort of grows on you. Uh, Uh, Welcome to Inventory Management, where we answer the question, spend your cash or vendor trash? Crofton. Am I going first? Let's let's hear your recommendation first this week. All right. My recommendation. So there's there's a news article we didn't touch on. Uh, It wasn't a big deal. It's more rumor speculation than anything. There are some job openings that were listed at Rockstar San Diego. And uh, Rockstar, makers of Grand Theft Auto, which I am playing uh, right now, are they have a couple of other notable franchises or, or brand names. But the one that I want to recommend 
to you today uh, is... Ba -ba -ba -ba. Oh, there it is on the camera. Red Dead Redemption. For those of you listening to the audio version, I apologize. I'm holding up the box of Red Dead Redemption right now for Xbox 360. It's a great, it's great looking box cover art. It's... Uh, yeah. Everything about that game is super high qual quality. Uh, when we started this podcast, I knew at one point one of my recommendations was going to be Red Dead Redemption, and uh, I was I was kind of I I didn't sit on it too long. I, I thought like I'd be sitting on it for a while, uh, but I it's really of the last generation and maybe of all time one of my all time favorite games. Um, I just think it's. Quality in every way, shape, or form. It's like the quality of Grand Theft Auto V, a game that I'm enjoying now, but I don't enjoy much of the content in Grand Theft Auto V. The douchebag characters, even the world that it's set in, like L, you know, L.A. with all its freeways and all that sort of stuff, doesn't doesn't necessarily appeal a ton. But Red Dead Redemption is set in the old west, really nice sense of place. Awesome music, uh, a great open world, but yet a really strong story. These two things don't necessarily go together, but yet it, it does in the case of this game. Everything about this game is great. It, when we do a list of, of of top games of the last generation of consoles, I would not be surprised if Red Dead Redemption was on the top of my list. It is an amazing game. I give it my highest possible recommendation, uh, and the reason I it came to mind was these job openings at Rockstar San Diego. People are talking there may be a sequel to Red Dead Redemption in the works. Part of me is excited about that. I'm like, oh yeah, new gen, new consoles, new amazing graphics and all this. Another part of me is just happy with Red Dead Redemption and is willing to be like, to, to see them to don't, don't do make another else. one don't ruin my memory don't of this yeah game. don't tarnish it in any way shape or form yeah the the one thing i would say is that red dead redemption like the it, rockstar bought the rights to red dead from capcom that did red dead revolver which was a much more like traditional action game on the original playstation uh, uh, on the playstation 2 and the original xbox i played that and you know it's it's a decent whatever game but it's not like it's like comparing apples to oranges. These these Red Dead Redemption is is untouchable. So total recommend for me. How many Red enjoyment Dead points out of a hundred? I give it. I give it the maximum. What's the maximum? One hundred. Well, the maximum is actually nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine because you can go over the one hundred. Oh wow! Yeah. I I give it nine thousand nine hundred ninety eight. <laughs> enjoyment points. Awesome. I think yeah. enjoyment points needs to be a thing on our show. Uh, considering the exclamation point mark has a point in it. So, it's true. You know, yeah, there's a connection there. Um, so, Bo, how are you going to well, possibly <laughs> top Red I'm not, Dead Redemption? I'm not going to top Red Dead Redemption, but I'm going to say an amusing story about that is I think I bought Red Dead Redemption at the same time I bought one of the Gears of War for Xbox One. And I think those were two games I was playing concurrently. And the game I dropped was Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I was like, God. hey, this is okay. <laughs> The only thing I really enjoyed about it was playing poker and then shooting the people I played poker with. But um, oh god! <laughs> that... See, the the thing is, Red Dead is one of those. There's a ton. It was of a open... good game. It just wasn't for me. There's a ton of open world games that I have not finished, uh, and uh, you know they go on for a really long time or whatever. Red Dead also goes on for a really long time. But if you have not finished Red Dead, and when I say finished, I mean you need to finish it. 
and then get to the epilogue. There is an epilogue, and you need to that that when when you put the controller down after all that, it's like I feel like I need to smoke afterwards. You know, it is a. Wow. Uh, Amazing. So you, it's like orgasmic levels of enjoyment points. I mean, you did give it 9,998, so. Yeah, no, I, I know. And, and really, like, in terms of immersiveness, sense of place, characters, everything. I mean, there are moments that, that are not as good as others. Sometimes it takes a long time to get to, to certain certain areas, and they, they, they artificially, like, extend the story as they do in video games generally. But, I mean, whatever. It was sweet. Well, I know you liked it, and I'm a jerk for not for dropping it. And I think I even gave the game away at one point. Um, I don't think I have it anymore. But um, what I'm also incidentally was never released for PC. (laughs) Yeah, so that that, made a big difference for me. That's a that's a big uh, it's a it's a console exclusive and uh, everybody talked about it you know because they've released all the Grand Theft Autos and now they've released Grand Theft Auto Five, and it seems like it's. The, the time has passed on Red Dead Redemption. There was talk about how it was made on the back end being too complicated to port to PC, but uh, I I don't know anything about that. I just know that it is a little sad that it's not on PC. I feel like all games are made on computers, not consoles. So if there was a will, there would have been a way, but uh, whatever. It's There are plenty of things for PC players to do that, uh, you know, no love is lost. Uh, however... My recommendation, again, is not a game because all I've been playing is Heroes of the Storm. So if you want to play a really fun game, play Heroes of the Storm. But I'm not going to recommend that. Um, Also of excitement this week is Blizzard released a whole bunch of uh, gameplay footage from their shooter game, uh, Overwatch. And it's so much fun to watch. I cannot wait to play this game. I think they are Play Overwatch on YouTube or just type in Overwatch and look for the user they're in really high fidelity um, videos, and uh, they look like a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to uh, playing that game. Should be beta sometime this year. Hopefully, I'll get in. Uh, yep, that's my recommendation. Is to watch a video? Is to watch a video of Overwatch and get hyped up like me. Um, is Overwatch a first-person shooter? Indeed, it is. It's a team. Uh, it's like a um, team fortress. Like it's a six v six. Team on team sort of match. Like one of them's like a capture the flag kind of deal. The other one's some hat simulator. Yeah, it's still sort of unclear about what all the game modes will be. But there's some context given to them in that uh, they're usually multi stage objectives. So like on one on one stage, for example, you have to move this. um, uh, I don't know this payload. It's called payload. You move a payload from point A to point B by standing on it. And the opposing team has to keep you from doing it. And, you know, if you make it to the payload site, then there's another type of game mode, which is defense point that comes up and all that. So, I don't know. Seems interesting. But I I'll recommend going and watching. I'll drop payload on you, Bo. <laughs> Any day. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that sounds interesting. I do think you're a total Blizzard fanboy. I am. I because, am. I mean, like, really, it just looks like it's another first-person shooter, and instead of playing Halo or whatever, it's Overwatch. But, uh, you, I mean... You know what? You want If I'm going to rant about something, why is Destiny not on PC? I so want to play that game. It's a shooter. It's not on PC. I don't so, have a next-gen console. Supposedly it's kind of crappy. I wouldn't worry. I have an extra shooter, console, and I have a, I have a shooter hole in my life. I'm not going to play. I'm not really big on Call of Duties, so give me something good to play. Yeah, it's true. A lot of the shooters have migrated over to PC. You know what? What you should play 
Well, is that they've released an expansion of some sort to Wolfenstein game you liked. Oh, yeah, that's on my to-do list for sure. The old actually. Blood or I'm glad, something. Yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of that. That, yeah. that may be one I check out this week, actually. Supposedly, that game is... And you've, you've uh, said Wolfenstein, that nothing... Wolfenstein The New Order games. was amazing. It's an amazing shooter experience. For, yeah. You uh, might want to save that for your recommendation next time instead of, <laughs> instead of some video on YouTube about some Blizzard... <laughs> game that's oh, not that's true i wish i thought of that i feel like i have to have played it recently to recommend but no that's I, not no i didn't play this recently but it's amazing if, for the listeners at home i'm still holding up the box it's just i'm, I'm moving it towards the camera and then moving it out right. and then well, moving it back i failed in my inventory management whereas you successfully inventory managementized but now i've blown red dead redemption which is now sad because like i it's i one less I, feather in your cap I, how many episodes can I go before I recommend it again? Look, I don't know. All I know is we've done this is seventh episode, and on three of them, I have like failed to recommend games. Like they've been YouTube videos and, that's, and movies. That, so, that's true. So You're I, failing. I kind of suck at this uh, game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so what does that leave us, Bo? It leaves us with, with closing out the show, I think, at this point. I think point. so. I think we've been talking for like an hour. Where it's kind of one of our longer episodes, but Croft and I love talking to you. So as long as the people at home enjoy listening to us blather on, then uh, no harm, no foul. But, Plus um, they yeah. have a fast forward button, right? It's true. For your parts. Oh! <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I'm a confident person. I don't need to respond to that with an insult. I'm just going to let you believe the misguided thing you believe. Sure. All right, so uh, let's... <laughs> Let's let's do this here. Okay, uh, what do we got? Mailbag items. Okay, first off, exmpodcast.com. That's our home on the web. We hope that you will come check out all our episodes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We're tweeting away faithfully uh, at exmpodcast.com. Uh, sorry, at exmpodcast. And we need all the followers we can get. So follow us. Tell your friends to follow us. You know, even the friends you don't like, if they follow us, that would be cool too. Uh, maybe some of your enemies, if they followed us, we would have we, a lot of we people. We mean friends in the modern social media context, which it, doesn't actually mean what friends mean. It just means yeah. people you're Could linked be. to through social media. Right, right, exactly. So, and you know what? We'll follow you back. We're trying to grow our networks and stuff. So that that'd be sweet. Speaking of growing our networks, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash exm podcast. So like us and like when we post new things and then all your friends will see how cool you are because you like this awesome Please show. Please validate our egos. Yeah. Yes. Please do that. And also it'll help validate you because people will know that you're amazing. Um, so you can also, if you want to write into the show, uh, you can send us an email at, uh, which is exmpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, any questions, if you want us to talk about anything or, I don't know, you want to be on the show or something, uh, send us an email. We'll, uh, um, let us we'll... know you're out there. Seriously. Cause you know, there are some probably really smart people listening that just don't write in and just don't do anything. And, uh, we like know you're out Hi, both, mom. Yeah. Is All she, right. Is she watching today? I wonder. I don't know. We've got, uh, we've got five viewers who watched the show today. So yeah. Hey, good. viewers on Twitch. I assume one of them's me and one of them's you, and three of them are people we don't know. And so, oh, hello, and thank you for joining us in the live stream. 
That's right. So uh, twitch.tv slash podcast. For those of you who want to participate in the live streams, we generally record Monday evenings. Um, also, Bo and I are hosts uh, of the Good Bad Bull, uh, Good Bad or Bullshit podcast. Goodbadbull.com to check that out. It's a different type of show. But if you like our back and forth on this, you'll probably like our back and forth on that. It's the same thing, but no video games. Yeah, except I video yeah. game references. I know, but we're not going to you know dish on video games that much, unless we feel like making Mike uncomfortable. Okay, Bo, listen, if people want to follow... <laughs> Wait, I want to interrupt you some more. ...on social media, how would they do that? They can follow me at Bo Schwartz. There they can find the links to all the stuff that you just talked about. Um, you find me here at EXM Podcast. You'll find me at goodbadbull.com. You'll generally find me as a weekly contributor to Experience Points uh, for the third hour when we play Blizz Heroes with Scott Johnson, and um, there'll be more to come, I'm sure. So follow me at Bo Schwartz and find out that information. Sure, I, d- I do all that stuff except the stuff with Scott Johnson. I- I'm uh, I'm at Croft and Steers on on Twitter, uh, so I'm on GBB and I'm on this show, and uh, we appreciate you guys you guys listening. Those of you on the live stream, thanks so much. And uh, those of you listening uh, traditionally, thanks so much as well. We appreciate your support and hopefully you will tell people about how awesome our show is and how it always ends with this amazing segment called Master Game Theater. It's now time for Master Game Theater. So, Bo, what do we got today? Um, Well, today, uh, when I was researching material for this, I thought, you know, Crofton really likes Batman. And there's got to be some good Batman stuff. So today we are going to do a little piece. It's a two-parter, so it'll be both of us doing a little piece from Batman Arkham City. And um, Crofton, I'd like to know who you'd like to play since uh, this is a game that you like. You get to choose who you want to be. So what are my choices, Bo? You can be the Batman. Or you could be the Joker. Okay, so when given this choice, generally everybody wants to take Batman. Although, although Joker is a meatier part, right? Like that's the. But then you know, if I do Joker, I'm always going to be compared to Heath Ledger now, or maybe Jack Nicholson. That's a lot to live up to, right? Where Batman, you it's know, Christian Bale, he sucks. I yeah, I, sir, I I'm pretty sure I could do the Christian Bale voice right now. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna test myself. I'm gonna do Joker. You do Batman. Remember, this is the video game Batman. He doesn't have yeah. to be like I am the Batman. He can no, he, but he's he, more of a stalwart. Like no, he's the guy from Batman the Animated Series. He's the the Batman. All right. I'm I'm I'm. You Mark should pick Hamill. the one that you feel you're gonna do the most justice. Probably Joker. I have a high pitch voice. I'll do Joker. Oh yeah, I start right. Yeah. So whenever you're ready, let's do okay. this. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Master Game Theater. I'm Joker. Are you happy now? Do you want to know something funny? Even after everything you've done, I would have saved you. (laughs) That actually is (coughs) pretty funny.
Beep, 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 beep,